We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principal, where we interview real principals who are doing amazing things to help our students every single day. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter, at Jethro Jones. Today on the show, we have a great guest, Sam Ladeau. You talked a little bit about the evaluation system, the Danielson model, and from what I've heard of Danielson is that it's pretty intense and a big process to go through. Um, But you wrote a blog post um, in uh, November of last year on on your blog called Evaluation in Two Simple Steps. And um, your two steps were number one, care, and number two, see number one. Um, (laughs) it's awesome. (laughs) What, uh, how do you balance that with the pressure you get from the district and the state to, to do an evaluation and to, especially, um, when the idea for, in, for these new evaluation systems is that we're rating teachers too highly and we're, we're being too nice and soft to them. We need to recognize that there's a certain percentage of our teachers that are bad and we need to, to kick them out. How do you, how do you balance that? Well, again, I think if, if your perspective of an evaluation is that it's about your performance. Yeah, that's really intense. That's really stressful. That's really uncomfortable. But if your perspective of an evaluation is to work together to improve your service for kids, that's a totally different conversation and ongoing dialogue that you're having between staff and administrators. Um, So focusing on that, I think really helps. So, you know, you could use any type of evaluation system or rubric that you want. The bottom line is the focus should be on service to kids and not 
things need to be perfect. And this rubric says what perfection is. And if you're not that, there might be trouble. Mm -hmm. No. So I think that when you're focusing on, again, that service to kids, you have candid dialogue of like, holy cow, I've never seen that. I would love to try that. You're a lot more open. But when the view is the other way, you expect perfection. The teacher thinks the administrator is looking for perfection. The teacher wants to be perfect, which is why they're going to schedule you formally for that very blah lesson mm -hmm. that they've done for 20 years that they know that they're going to nail. Right. And I know I encourage my staff, you know, they're going to schedule what they're going to schedule, but I encourage them. I would love for you to schedule something brand new you've never done before. It's a risk. It's out of your comfort zone. And quite frankly, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. Like you've got the first six minutes math and really things could go anywhere for that. You're super nervous. You can't even believe that you're inviting me in for this. That's what I want to come see because I tell my mm -hmm. teachers, I know what it looks like when it's perfect. And I know that when it's perfect, there's nothing I can do for you. You don't need me. Mm -hmm. I want to see in real time what's happening the other 99% of the time in our classrooms. And that is, those are the things that I want to support. It's not about a, uh, an I gotcha, it's about support. So when the focus is on service to kids, having that collaborative dialogue built on relationships of trust and respect, now, yeah, you're going to meet or certainly be working in the right direction toward whatever your highest rating is. And that is nothing that the state or anybody else could argue with. Right, absolutely. That is super powerful. And again, I just love the idea of, of focusing on that as service to students. That's something that I've thought, but haven't ever been able to articulate. And so I really appreciate you um, repeating that and emphasizing that because that is a, a very powerful way to look at it. And it makes it, um, it makes it a lot less like personally intimidating. It makes it natural and it makes me want to do better at that. So Thank you. I'm going to steal that and use it all the time now. All yours. So, Please do thank you. and pass it on to others. Thank you so much. Um, I There are a few other things um, that, uh, that you have written on your blog um, in the past. And um, I know that we're getting short on time, but there's just a, a couple more quick questions that I wanted you to go deeper into because you're, you're pretty... I think I like the way that you're um, that you talk about things. So um, you uh, let me find it real quick. Your your latest blog post was about leaders striving to be the weak link. Um, talk to me a little bit more about what that means to you for the leader to be the weak link. Yeah, so I think that there is a kind of traditional or maybe old school mindset of I'm the leader, I'm the top of the ladder, and with my support, if you guys are lucky, someday you'll be where I am. Mm -hmm. And so the flaw that I see in that is someday could be 20 years from now, you know, by the time that teacher gets to the end of their career. So basically what that person is saying is 20 years from now, you'll be where, where I am now, which means 20 years from now, you'll be where I was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't do kids any good. So I know the mentality that I try and have is I take a lot of pride in never having hired a teacher. I hire learners and I want to hire. I want to surround myself with people that I think with the right support and the support that I think I'll provide, you know, eight to 12 years from now, this first year educator will be doing things I will never accomplish in my 35 years in education. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get to a point where I've surrounded myself with, with those people, always pushing kids. Things are about kids. Let's focus on kids. And that if I'm doing my job, we get to a point where my entire staff will look at me and say, you know, if it wasn't for this Sam guy, we could really get something done around here where all of a sudden now I'm, you know, the weak link. I'm the guy that needs to pick it up. I'm the guy that needs to strengthen and improve. So um, I would feel very comfortable knowing that I'm the weak link mm-hmm. as opposed to because that would tell me that I've brought everybody else up and now they're going to bring me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that becomes a collaborative thing that you don't have all the answers, but that you're just pushing people to be their best, which, you know, from what you've been saying, I'm sure that that's how it goes in your building. Um, so you talked earlier about how Twitter um, and social networking in general has changed you and helped you learn so much more. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned from Twitter, and I'm not talking about like specific things, but more philosophically, like how has that changed your practice? Yeah, it's changed um, just keeping things in real time. It's, I think that, you know, as a teacher in our contract, if a parent wants to visit the classroom, contractually they need to schedule it, I think with 24 hours notice, and they can only be in there for 30 minutes. And my experiences have led me to believe that for the most part parents only want to be in my classroom if they don't know what's going in what's going on in there if my door is closed everybody wants to come in but if i open that door and show everybody what's happening you will probably never get one single request for what's going on because that transparency leads to trust Mm -hmm. They see what's going on behind that door. They see what's going on in that classroom. And they're very comfortable and happy and proud with that. Um, So what social media has helped me do is be transparent in real time. Here's what's happening. Here are the great things that are happening. And here are the things that are on their way to being great. And here are the mistakes we made today. And I can guarantee you those are mistakes that won't happen tomorrow. And the reason they won't happen tomorrow is because we made them today. If we had not made them today, we'd have a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. So just being open with these things um, really brings a level of trust in the community, but also really addresses the human component of education in the school community that I think can get lost in the shuffle in this age of standards and accountability. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to ask a side question here real quick. Um, What is your turnover like for teachers and how has the teachers you've hired changed over the last four years that you've been at that school? So, uh, well, I've been at, been in the district for four years, this school for two, and the turnover is very low. We had uh, one teacher the first year that needed to be hired and a one teacher this year. So uh, again, the district as a whole is very solid. The community is awesome, and it's a place that people want to be. So um, luckily, fortunately, turnover is not something that is much of an issue. And what was the second part of the question? Um, Well, I thought you had been at your school for four years. So if you've only been there for two years, it won't mean too much. But how, how, how has it changed what kind of teacher you're looking for to hire there? Yeah, well, um, yeah, so the experience I have had is 
providing the support for all of our teachers. So not just the new teachers, but showing everybody this is the expectation. And mm -hmm. not only do I talk it, but I walk it, which is why I'm frequently in classrooms, dedicating entire days to being in classrooms. And I transparently um, share what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do, the mistakes I've made, the mistakes I hope I don't make again, and the tweaks that I'm implementing along the way. And this is what I expect mm -hmm. in my staff. And like I referenced to our staff meeting before, uh, very few things are directives. Very few things are you have to do this. Most things are here is something that I'm doing or here's something that somebody is doing uh, in the school or in the district or in the world. And here are the results they're getting. And if those are results you would like to get, here's a map of how they got there. Implement that as you see fit with your style and let's take it from there. Mm -hmm. um, quick side question. How do you uh, how do you balance all the responsibilities that you have with scheduling full days in the classroom? How do you make that work? Do you just work until midnight every night or, or what? <laughs> well, I think it is, I think it feeds itself. So what I believe is the less I'm out and about, the more things there are going to be that pin me in my, in my office. And the more I can get out and about, the less things there are going to be that pin me in my office. So the more I'm out and about, uh, just your presence, you know, that proximity, like in a classroom, your presence makes something different, mm -hmm. um, whether it keeps people on their toes or is a reminder to people of why we're here and what we're doing. And here's our objective. Uh, so really, the only challenge is those early stages, which is why I set a goal of I'm going to commit an entire day, one day a week. So I'd say on average, maybe an hour or two a day, I'm in and out of classrooms. But here's one day a week, bell to bell, I'm going to be in classrooms. And I've gotten that to two, three, four days a month sometimes. And mm -hmm. I think that's the challenge because that's kind of the the, the teeter-totter point. Anything less than that, I think you're stuck in your office. But right. if, if once I get this to five, six, seven, eight days a month, I think it'll be clear sailing to 20 days a month. Right. Because the more I'm out there, the more I'm engaging with kids, the more I'm in, engaging with staff, the more they're seeing the walk and not just hearing the talk and we're having those candid discussions and they're becoming more fluid. They're becoming more comfortable. People are being honest. We're being honest with ourselves and really helping one another. Then, yeah, I'm not going to get parent phone calls. I'm not going to have staff that are upset or uncomfortable and need to talk behind a closed door for an hour. So mm -hmm. um, I'm really pushing to get to that point where it snowballs to and I half jokingly say to staff, I want to get to a point where I have to declare an office day. Hey, guys, one day this <laughs> month, I'm not going to be in your classrooms. And, uh -huh. you know, it sounds far fetched, but, you know, every great accomplishment was once thought to be impossible. Yeah. And I think that's an amazing goal. I hope when you're um, as you progress, we'll be able to talk again about how how that is going and what problems you see that you have eliminated by being out and about. And, and I know from my experience, and I'm sure that you would say the same, that um, when students see you all the time, um, they're not as likely to do something bad to get a trip to the principal's office. When they know that you could be walking into their classroom at any minute because they see you all the time, they know that they need to be um, doing what's right and not, I mean, you could walk in and catch them at any minute. And so they're not going to be doing the naughty things that they maybe <laughs> otherwise would have. So, 
Um, so who are some of the people on Twitter that uh, have really inspired you and that you um, think other people should follow as well? Well, so George Kiros comes to the top of my mind. And actually, that was what led to to my next phase. I attended a present or a workshop that he did, the mm-hmm. Connected Educator, and that really showed me how to leverage the power of social media um, for professional educational purposes. So I would start there. Uh, Justin Tart is a good one. Uh, Amber Tiemann. Mm-hmm. And I think just seeing the people that they follow. Uh, so I would start there and seeing, um, following people at the different chats. And I mean, there was just, you know, when I first started, there were a few people that I thought, holy cow, these people are really great. And now I see that there are thousands, thousands <laughs> of people out there that are great. And what I truly believe is that people that have this kind of mindset to share at this transparent level, any person out there doing that, I would say is great because it, it it is a different kind of person that wants to take that on and be open like that. So I would say if this is something you're looking to get into, attend any chat that tickles your fancy. And I guarantee you, everybody involved in that chat is a great mm-hmm. person to follow and learn from. Yeah. Amen. That is so true. Um, you hit that right on the head. So at the end of my interviews, I do uh, two questions. Um, the first question is, what is something that someone can do to be a transformative principal like you are starting today? I would say to be patiently perseverant. You have to keep the pedal to the metal. Uh, you cannot get, well, I mean, you're going to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, usually transformative leaders, their timetable is way, 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 way shorter than the timetable of the collective people that they're working with. Mm -hmm. So continuing to persevere, but being very patient and knowing that you have to meet people's readiness level. And the way you're going to appeal to those readiness levels are not with an authoritarian or top-down format, but by showing the value in the things that you're doing or in the things that other people are doing to bring about the results they're getting, because those are the results that you want. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the second question is, um, what's something that you have in your office or that you keep close to you to remind you of of why you're doing this hard work? A picture of my son. And not because he's family and means a lot to me, which he does, but because that's a reminder that the 515 kids in my school are my sons and daughters. And if there is a decision or an action that is not does, does not meet the expectations I want for my son, then it does not meet the expectations of my 515 sons and daughters in my school. Awesome. That's amazing. So let's end this by having you uh, tell people where they can connect with you and how they can learn more from you. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Sledeau, S-L-E-D-E-A-U-X 84. And my blog sledo84.wordpress.com. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. And uh, not to be selfish, but I would love to uh, connect with you again and you share with me uh, uh, about all the great things that you're doing there. (laughs) I mean, you've opened a new school. I would love to hear about that. And uh, so maybe we could set that up sometime. Absolutely. I'd love to. 
Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher, and please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.